You're listening to Majestic Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Sanderson, and each episode will be a co-creation with a special guest. Thanks for listening, and we're ready to get started now. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today with Annie McDonald, who is the founder of Joy Alchemy Acupuncture, and she works as a children's editor for books, but also has immersed herself in many of the healing arts, and I probably don't even know them all, but I am aware of her working in sound healing, aromatherapy, acupuncture, breath work, herbal medicine, flower essences. I just learned about that today. And there's just such a breadth of knowledge that she has studied and practiced and brings through into the world through her uh, company, Joy Alchemy. Welcome, Annie. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm curious as to where this conversation is going to take us today because <laughs> there's so too. many threads. I feel like there are fairies in the air going to steer us in, in directions we don't know yet. I just got like a heart beam on that. Yes, please come and help us know what is the best to say, to offer, to be of service. Um, let's start with this. So what was your entry point into these healing arts, healing sciences, however you might frame them or think of them? What called you there? Um. Well, I think I was always interested in um, uh, helping people. Um, my parents were on the older side, so I grew up just for like fun reading about um, natural medicine and like what ways to live longer, so that I could pester my parents <laughs> to um, eat different foods and take different supplements. Uh, so that was probably my first entry point was trying to um, personally out of, you know, personal selfishness, trying to get them to to get on the health wagon. Um, but I didn't uh, I thought about being like a pediatrician, um, but I am a super emotional person. <laughs> um, I knew that I, I felt like I wasn't really cut out for. Uh, the medical profession where you have to kind of, um, you, you can't be so emotional. I have to be a little more um, closed off mm -hmm. in some ways. Um, and you have to uh, deal with kids with cancer and the full spectrum. So so I didn't really think seriously about it. Um, and I, I'm a book person, so I got into children's book publishing, which I love. Um, and which I think is healing in its own way, the healing power of stories, the writer, which you understand. Absolutely. Um, but what kind of got me on the, um, on the garden path towards um, my current healing profession uh, was really being a gardener. And the, the plants kind of sucked me in step by step. Um, so when I was lucky enough to get a home that had a yard. Um, I had never been, I was, grew up like afraid of bugs. I was always inside reading, so I was not outdoorsy at all. But once I had my own little plot of land to take care of, um, I started paying attention to the plants and spending a lot of time at the garden center and then reading about the plants and, um, I like to cook also, so planting herbs that you could cook with and just the plants just kind of suck you in. Um, so I ended up taking a, um, uh, I think it was like four month long course in Western herbal medicine, um, which was great. And it was, uh, it could lead to a professional level, but it was also very like accessible, like here's stuff that you can make for yourself and your family um, with stuff you can grow in your, in your own garden. Um, so I love that. And um, a lot of, in that course, um, there were several guest teachers who kept bringing up Chinese medicine um, because Chinese medicine, there's a, 
long, beautiful tradition um, that comes out of Europe and North America, but unfortunately, as I'm sure you know, it was broken along the way um, through, you know, a lot of people were burned as witches, which is still, like, I feel that witch wound. Mm. Um, so when you when you study Western herbalism, you kind of get to a stopping point. Um, so Chinese, a lot of Western herbalists I found, and I, this was my experience in this class, um, they turned to Chinese herbal medicine because it's an unbroken tradition and it's a, a beautiful way to understand the energetics of the plant and how they interact with the energetics of human beings. Um, so that was my first, like, I had had acupuncture myself and had a good experience, but that was my first um, kind of direct experience with studying the sort of wisdom behind behind it. Um, so a bunch of things led me to acupuncture along the way, but I, I definitely have to give a shout out to the plants because they were, um, they kind of enticed me in to get started. Thank you. Um, thanks so much for sharing. I love, of course, I love hearing that the plants were <laughs> part of those allies or friends that drew you towards more and more and different paths of discovery, it sounds like. I, I'm curious to know a bit more about the Chinese tradition of medicine and what what happened next? Like, did you study it in a certain way or with certain teachers or, um, cause at least in my knowledge of that tradition, which is quite limited, uh, it's such a vast amount of information mm -hmm. that, yeah, no, how yeah. do you start, like, how do you start and yeah, how do you study yeah. it? Yeah, well, the, uh, daunting thing and the exciting thing is that it's, more it takes multiple lifetimes to comprehend the, the depth of it um it's very humbling in in the best way um and there are so many different types of acupuncturists because it is a a very broad it's a much broader field than i think most people um unfortunately most americans think of like acupuncture if they think of it at all they think of it oh back pain but it's so much more comprehensive than that um and it there there's a spiritual, there can be a spiritual component as well, which is one of the paths I am on with acupuncture. Um, so I, I'm trying to think like time-wise, it, it took me a long time to decide to commit to going to acupuncture school. Um, and again, that's like a long story that many things kind of pushed me to it. Um, and I had to, I had to take different plant medicines to help me make the decision and the commitment commitment to do that but um in terms of studying it i haven't even i went to acupuncture school but i didn't even do the extra herbal we study some uh basic herbal formulas but if you um devote like another year of study just to herbs you can do you can prescribe formulas and it's very very complicated um in western herbalism at least the exposure i've had to it it's much more um, like in the folk tradition and a little more simple where you might just take one plant medicine um, in chinese in the chinese tradition it's a little more pharmaceutical where you might be putting 15 different herbs together um, and it can get very complicated they all have different directions they go with different organ systems um, they counteract the, um, you know, if one herb might have a drying effect, you can put another herb in that's moistening to sort of balance out the formula. So it's a beautiful art, but it's very complicated. Um, and when I went to acupuncture school, my brain was already taking in more. <laughs> my brain was already at capacity. Um, so I thought, no, I can, the herbs will be waiting for me. I can maybe do this uh, at a later point in time. Um, and it's also, I'm also still kind of looking for the perfect program that 
one of my frustrations was the um, at my school the herbal program used all the Chinese names for the herbs and um, the professors weren't necessarily even aware of the Latin name of the plant and I had this all this knowledge from the western side so I was looking for a way in and when I could connect like oh you're talking about this herb that I know western herbs western herbs used this way um but so I'd love to I know there are a couple programs there are a couple herbalists who do kind of synthesize different traditions um so when I do commit to studying more fully I think I'm gonna look for one that's a little kind of east-west straddling rather than um just the Chinese herbs because I think it's important to to be able to have local locally grown herbs um mm -hmm. rather than importing everything from China um even before the pandemic it's, it's <laughs> nice to be able to grow stuff close to home um see where was I going with that it's true. Um, That's to, yeah, perfect. I, I think um, what I also am starting to pick up on when you just mentioned about the plants that grow near you and knowing mm -hmm. them and having a relationship with them and your beginning steps of gardening mm -hmm. and bringing the medicine home mm -hmm. in many ways, it sounds like. That's just so beautiful and powerful. Um, I think they're so... There's so much um, that the plants want to teach us that, and one of uh, this is one of the things I want to say about Chinese medicine in terms of the philosophy of it. Um, it comes from Taoism, so its spiritual origins are in living with living in harmony as part of nature. We are part of nature; we're not separate from it. And understanding, we can understand ourselves by understanding the patterns. Of nature within and around us um, and learning from you know nature is the nature is the best teacher um, and the plants have so much to to teach us um, so that's something I'm still learning and I'm sure there are some plants who are like come on we're trying to talk to you wake up um, I, I remember there's a, a book that I've skimmed I haven't gotten through it because I I'm the type of person who reads like five books at a time, but this, the one of the things that stuck with me with this book, um, I think it's called Invasive Plant Medicine. Um, and it's the idea that, so as a gardener, you may think of invasive plants as a bad thing because they're displacing native plants and it can be negative for native wildlife. Um, but there is a certain wisdom that the plants have that this book pointed out how um, some of the most invasive plants have the strongest medicine for modern society. Um, you know, so, so they were saying, like, look at the, the weeds that grow outside your door, and if you research what they're good for, it could be just exactly the medicine that you need for, you know, the diseases of modern society. Um, so it is it it feels like such an overwhelming topic that you'll never understand you'll never comprehend the mystery of it but you can get glimpses i like to think of it as uh those plants the plants are just so much more intelligent than we are mm -hmm. and they know where they're going to be needed and grow there mm -hmm. in anticipation and in, in advance right and they're they're um I think they some of them have volunteered to be competitive, just like I, you know, as my cat sits here, you know, I'm a big animal person. There are animal species that have co-evolved with humans, and I think plant plants some plants have chosen that as well to, um, like dandelion, which um, is sadly scorned in the suburbs, um, but so much wants to be our friend. <laughs> And keeps trying to keep saying, here I am. Never gives up. <laughs> totally. I love that. Right. <laughs> Such wisdom in that. This might be a departure from what we've been talking about, but mm -hmm. I wanted to see if you felt comfortable sharing a bit about two concepts that 
you sort of touched on. Mm-hmm. And one is that of the witch wound. Mm-hmm. And you said many lifetimes. Uh-huh. How how do you see those things? Or is there anything around those topics you feel called to speak to? Um, well, I personally believe in reincarnation. Um, and I, I, rem- I remember learning, you know, I was raised Irish Catholic. Um, and I don't think the two concepts are contradictory or exclusive, um, exclude each other. But I very much remember being in um, was either junior high or high school where I first got like the world history class and studying world civilizations. I think that was like the first time I had heard the concept of reincarnation in reference to uh, Asian cultures. And it was just like, yeah, of course, that makes total sense that, you know, we're kind of in school here and... You don't learn everything you need to know in one short lifetime. Um, so it's always been a concept that I've resonated with. Um, and I think especially when you um, take up the path of learning healing arts, um, like I said, it's something that you can't learn in one lifetime, but it feels like you can call on wisdom, perhaps from previous existences um so it's something that is good to stay open to and explore um and in terms of the witch wound i haven't uh like done any specific work around i've done a little breath work on it actually um but that's one that totally resonates as just uh i think if you don't believe in reincarnation and you don't believe um in witches or uh, magic or anything like that, I think you can understand the concept that women have been oppressed for a very long time and it hasn't been safe to be uh, a strong, visible, knowledgeable, independent woman. Um, so whether whatever your belief system is, I think most people can acknowledge that that's an issue. Um, and if you are open to thinking about what you may carry over from different timelines, um, it seems like it's coming up collectively for, for people more and more. Right? So hopefully I'm here to help, help heal it in myself and maybe help other people mm-hmm. heal it. And it, I don't think it has to be feminine only. I think the witch one can definitely be um, the masculine as well. The wizard wound, if you want to call it that, <laughs> doesn't have the same name, but uh, here it's a thing. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, and it uh, made my heart start to like really resonate even more and build up, especially when you were talking about the oppression aspect of it, and that more people might be able to understand from that angle, mm-hmm. uh, if not personally, from other angles. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you ever get a sense that with these healing arts and sciences, if we'll call them that for now, mm-hmm. that you've done them before? Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And I think the more comfortable you get that there's, um, you know, step out of the individual ego of, this lifetime and this personality that there's we're connected to something larger than ourselves and that can include parts of ourselves as um that want to come through and help us so the more you open up to that the the more possibilities open up Amazing. I feel like the fairies are definitely helping to guide this call or this conversation. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for going there. I wonder if you can talk now a bit about what it was like to set up your own practice, your own business. Uh, Talk about one of the scariest things ever. And that's still... um that's still very scary and that does like any wounds that you have this is like active salt in it (laughs) like um and I still feel very conflicted about it Mm. from many angles um and I feel like 
it is one of the, um, it is part of my healing journey. It's like even the word entrepreneur, I am I'm very conflicted about. Um, I like small business owner. It just, it makes me feel uncomfortable in a way that I've been exploring mm. by necessity. Um, so it is a, uh, I've been surprised, like they don't, in acupuncture school, they don't really teach you much about business to begin with. <clears throat> and then, um, <clears throat> the like business webinars and marketing webinars and all the like small business webinars that are out there. Um, so many of them are practically oriented, but there's so much psychological stuff that goes on that <clears throat> it feels like, uh, um, yeah, it feels like I'm taking my medicine that like, I don't want to <laughs> like, Oh, do I really have to take this medicine? Um, so it's, it's been interesting and it continues to be interesting, but it feels like, um, overall, it feels like a positive development where <clears throat> if I'm willing to go here, then on the other side of fear, there'll be something interesting and I'll be able to help more people. But I do give myself permission to say, like, no, not today. <laughs> I don't feel like being visible today, or I don't feel like exploring my money mindset today. But it really is the um, business business is portrayed as such a like cut and dried, practical, earthy thing. Um, but there's a whole a whole another side to it that. Um, is very confronting in a in a, a deeper way than I was expecting. I'm trying to find the words that just is so profound and really it resonates with me and I'm sure it resonates with people who are listening. Uh, and and you're stepping into that medicine and doing it anyway, even with maybe fear or with. Mm -hmm these parts of your psychology, as you said, that are with you mm -hmm. in the journey right? by the sounds of it. Yes. And I feel like, um, every, well, I'm talking about like the concept of many lives too. Like I don't have to learn everything in this life and that takes some of the pressure off. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that in my next lifetime. <laughs> okay, God, I'll, let's save that for the next go around. Um, but I feel like the more you start to open to exploring different pathways that the plants want to steer you down or the different detours that end up being pivotal, um, it's like life goes by so quickly that I, I want to... Um, uh, like I'm in, I might as well go fully woo. Like I'm very into astrology, and not the you know gets a bad rap because the astrology and like the newspaper is crap. But <laughs> right. when you when you actually like study your own birth chart, um, it's it's kind of like a treasure map. Um, so. I'm very conscious of trying to um, live as much as I can into the full potential that I was gifted with, um, and which can be very painful and again, like very confronting. Um, and I, again, I give myself permission to, you know, take some time off from that, but it's been very rewarding when you do kind of push the edges of your comfort zone and um, and lean into areas that don't feel, um, natural or comfortable. Um, and you know, there's so many good examples out there too, where it's like, you know, we were talking about Instagram before we started recording. It's like, if you use Instagram as like an inspiration board to see entrepreneurs who are maybe a few steps ahead in their journey, but, you know, post about 
different challenges that they faced, um, getting to know other small business owners. So you see the, the challenges that we're all facing. Um, so yeah, it's, and it's, I, a, it's a constant challenge and it's one I'm continually working on, but it definitely has been when I, when I even think of like, if, um, you know, the me of 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, I like, I, I never would have thought I would be doing a podcast or I would be doing this or doing that. Um, so who knows what I'll be doing in 10 years from now. I probably can't even imagine what I'll be doing, but I want to stay open to it. Oh, love that. <laughs> I love that because it also makes me feel into the evolutionary nature of life and these practices and whether or not people pay attention to them, there's still mm -hmm. an evolution that happens. Mm -hmm. And it feels like through all of the things that you do and are immersed in, in astrology too, mm -hmm. love it. And it's like, there's this, not really a map because we don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. But what I'm hearing, what I love is this openness of, oh, maybe that, or that feels right, or <laughs> yeah. that resonates, or I'm terrified about that, and yet something is saying you need to go there. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is the, um, you know, if you look back to Taoism, the whole idea of the Tao, and I think that uh, I might say this the wrong way, I think it's Wu Wei, is the, um, which is kind of, you know, people talk about woo-woo things, but there's actually like a concept of wu-wei, which is sort of um, not resisting, but staying like in the natural flow of things and like trusting the wisdom of, of life um, and the universe. So I think <laughs> just looking at my cats, yeah, animals are great at wu-wei. Um, <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's, especially like the way how um, tumultuous the world has been and is and continues to be, um, it feels like ancient practices have so much grounding wisdom. But at the same time, um, I, I, I hope I can play a part in um, giving my individual take on, you know, growing up Irish Catholic, studying Western herbalism, but then incorporating uh, traditional Chinese medicine and just creating something um, with roots in a lot of different places. Kind of like a, mm. I just got the image of like a mycelial network, like we're all little mushrooms communicating underground and springing up in unexpected places. Um, so from, from my personal path, I don't, and it's like some people will ask like, oh, like what lineage did you study? Um, and I'm more a person who likes to kind of take from many different baskets and let them interact rather than go down one path with that with blinders on and there's definitely that works for some people um but for myself i'm more i'm a gemini rising for anyone who's listening to both astrology um so i like to notice a lot of different things and see how there might be interesting connections um and chinese medicine is all about how everything is connected and so it's never gets boring there's constant connections yeah. right like mm -hmm. we can make those even well i'm waiting to hear what my what plant spirits are going <laughs> to come know. through but even just the flower essences that kind of uh serendipitously popped up today so i love it love it um i want to ask a question around something i read on your website because it really struck me I have and, to remember now. I wrote that so long ago. <laughs> what, well, what does it say on my website? I'm going to remind you. <laughs> so you, there's, there's some questions that you ask. And one of them is, are you ready to discover how it's possible to feel joyfully 
healthy. And the word joy is in your mm -hmm. company name. Mm -hmm. So what does joyfully healthy mean to you? I love that question because it's something I think about and feel into constantly. Um, it's hard to put it into words, but I think joy is very much separate from happiness. Um, happiness feels much more fleeting to me. And joy to me is um, kind of a deeper mix of it's grounded and it's elated and it's connected. It's the kind of um, the kind of feeling you get when you're looking at a waterfall in nature or a rainbow after a storm where it's just there's something kind of transcendent about it um, and you can I like I know personally you can feel uh, immense grief and still feel joy like joy is one of those emotions that just is there to um, to buoy you up when you're when you're feeling a lot of different things. Um, so there's something um, to me transformative about it, which is why I chose Joy Alchemy, because I think, um, going back to the garden again, I think there's, um, there has to be, uh, you know, a natural death and um, kind of leaves turning into compost to nourish the seeds that are hiding underground to then spring forth again. So I like to explore the, um, the alchemy of what are termed negative experiences or like pain and discomfort and chronic illness um, and acknowledge the reality of that when it's not fun. Um, but what kernels in their kins are ready to sprout into something more positive. Um, so to me, joy is kind of resilient, and um, it's that there's a is it the, the title or a, a quote from I'm not going to get the author, um, but something like in the in the heart of winter, I, in the depth of winter, I found the spring inside of me. Something like something mm. along those lines. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying the quote correctly, but the <laughs> the feeling of it is um, that that joy reminds me that there's something more than whatever uncomfortable thing is happening in the moment. Mm. I'm just gonna feel into that. <laughs> When I feel into, I was just so captivated listening to you that I almost forgot that I need to keep asking questions, <laughs> which it's just something happened in my heart that was like knowing the truth in what you were speaking and feeling into this like permission to not hold things as opposites. Oh, yeah. That yeah. joy is like an infusion and a embodied part mm -hmm. of being yeah and there you can't really have in in chinese medicine like people know the yin yang symbol so it's light and dark but there's a circle of light within the darkness and a circle of dark mm -hmm. within the lightness and it's if you look at the way that it angles if you go to the end of the light it turns into dark and if you get the end of, like it's it's they're interlinked, um, and if one gets out of balance, it's bad for the other. So, um, so we need both. Um, so I'm interested in how how you can to be like joyfully healthy is. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have any pain because being human is painful. There's <laughs> no getting around that. But it's how you know how your, your capacity to handle everything that life throws at you and to, um, to be nourished by the different experiences. Nice. And how do you then bring that concept through what you offer? What is it that you 
you offer in your practice and maybe talk a little bit about how joy is there too. Um, sure. So I am an, an acupuncturist. Um, so that's kind of the foundation, um, learning how energy flows through the body is a good, um, starting point for a lot of things. Um, but I don't always, uh, I don't always use acupuncture needles. Um, I use tuning forks and I use essential oil and, um, there are a bunch of different, a bunch of different ways. And I like, um, to me, creativity and play and spontaneity is sort of an important part of healing. So, um, every different session, there's like a framework to it, but it will be different depending on the person and depending from week to week what that person needs. Um, so a key part of what I do involves sound healing because I think there's just so, so much incredible power in um, sound vibration. And we, we all are vibrating. Um, so I kind of incorporate uh, sound healing and flower essences and um, nutritional advice and sometimes uh, things like qigong or breath work. Um, and then I have, I've been working on a kind of a new offering that's very feels very personal to me um, and I hope will be personal to whoever's called to experience it um, but the name that came to me to describe it is Wellspring um, again like thinking of nature and if you think of like the spring water bubbling up um, from deep in the ground that's refreshing and pure and um, the definition of wellspring is sort of um, like an endless supply of something, a wellspring of creativity. Um, so I think everyone has a wellspring inside of them, and it's very easy to get disconnected from it because there are so many distractions in life. Um, but what I aim to do is help people reconnect to that. To that. Um, so I think everything flows outward from if you can calm your nervous system down, if you can slow down enough to start listening to what your body is telling you, what your spirit is telling you, um, then that completely shifts the possibilities that open up. Um, so with Wellspring, it's, again, I don't even necessarily if people are afraid of acupuncture needles or don't want them um i just do um a lot of sound vibration and um aim to help people connect back into their inner knowing because our, our bodies know how to heal themselves but we put so many roadblocks in the way for to do that um so i think a lot of healing is just being um a presence that that helps someone stay comfortable and safe and open to the possibilities and kind of I think everything that's happened to me in my life all the different healing modalities I've tried personally becomes part of what I can hopefully offer to people um to be you know uh like as a, I, my sun sign is Pisces, as an emotional person, like I'm not afraid of people's emotions. And I, like, I personally feel like I'm here to feel everything. And I want people around me to feel comfortable that all, all emotions are welcome. Um, and once you welcome emotions, then they can start to heal rather than there's so much energy bound up in resisting. Mm. So, um, so that's kind of a, uh, I don't know if that people, I don't know if I communicated what it is, but that's kind of the philosophy behind what I offer. You absolutely communicated it so beautifully. I, yes, <laughs> I love the name Wellspring. I love how you're blending things together and that you have personal experience too. So it isn't just like 
uh, prescription pad. Hmm. It's something, it sounds like you're meeting people where they are and seeing, like you mentioned before, for yourself, this potential. Hmm. So holding maybe present, past, and future simultaneously. Right. And and I want people to feel... um, that healing is possible. It's it's very hard to believe sometimes that good things are possible, especially when you're in, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, when you're dealing with heavy things. It's very hard to believe that good things are possible. So I think it helps to have someone who can help you believe that. That's okay. But, That's okay. But it it is, um, you know, it may not be a smooth path. It might be a long journey, and this journey we're all still on because you you think you you think you've mastered something, and then you go in a, a spiral back to relearn some lessons. Um, but I think one thing I've learned is definitely no one heals in isolation. Um, you can do a lot of self. You can do a lot of self-care and self-help, and that's important. But you can't, you can't heal alone. Um, so I hope to be someone on people's paths who can help them at that moment in time with what they need. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> so powerful, and so powerful, and also what I'm sensing is your deep passion in this area and to be this supportive, safe person for other people. I hope that I hope I can be of service. There's, um, it would be easy to give up, (laughs) but I feel like I, you know, there is a, I believe there is a purpose in life. And so I, I keep showing up. (laughs) Well, and thank you for doing so. And, since you keep showing up, where can people come to meet you? Where can people find you? Uh, my website is joyalchemyhealing.com. Uh, so you can look me up there. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at acupunctureannie. Um, and maybe we can l- link down below for my email. Absolutely. Um, I do have a physical space, a wellness center. Um, in midtown manhattan and then i'm aiming to do a little more uh tele telehealth sessions as well awesome yes and i'll be sure to put all of the links in the show notes so people can find you with ease now i feel like it's time for the plant spirit reading which i know you've been waiting for i've been wondering (laughs) so it was on my way over to the train because Annie and I are meeting in person at her house, which is so exciting and fun. And so I took the train from Brooklyn out here and on the way I was like feeling into you and your energy and just asking what plant or plants wanted to come forward. And so when I ask, I don't necessarily have a specific intention or even knowing in mind. It's just who wants to come and be with Annie for some reason that you may or may not know. So two plants came, two plants came. The first was very quick right away. Violet. Oh, a violets grow like crazy out in my lawn. Yeah. Do you work with violet in any way already? Um, actually I think I'm, so we're at my kitchen table. I think I have some violet right here. Um, I know violet is very good for the heart, mm-hmm. and it's also, I think I have it in some, um, some really nice, uh, breast massage oil, because it's good for moving, um, lymphatic system, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, violet is, I love, um, my type of medicine is very gentle, and violet is in that, uh, that gentle philosophy, uh, I'm not here. It is here somewhere. Um, you can see. See, she's very shy. I, so, what? I'll just yes, talk a bit yes. about Violet too. So, I find Violet, and she's known to be this shy being, just sort of 
waiting kind of half in the shadows, half in the light, sometimes edge of a forest kind of being. Here she is. Oh, lovely. This is Irish moss and violet breast oil. Amazing. This is made by an acupuncturist. Amazing. Smells wonderful. Oh, thank you. And I love that you have this oil already. So perhaps Violet is coming to encourage you to work with that oil because mm-hmm. it's already here. Yes. And you're right. The heart is a big part of her medicine and in particular helping to process or move through or with grief. Mm. Well, so. That's definitely needed. Yeah. So I'm glad that Violet is coming through for me. Cool. Yeah, another name for her you might know is Heart's Ease. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just find her so potent. Mm-hmm. I love Violet. And the other that came through was um, Blue Gentian. Oh, I think I, I think I know what that looks like, but I, I don't know that I have, like, direct experience with, with it. I know the name. I don't... And I think I have a picture in my mind. But... Cool. I I feel like blue gentian looks kind of like a little a bell, but with pointy petals. Mm-hmm. I think there's five. I'm not 100% on that. Is it a component in bitters? So gentian is. So this is the fun part I was doing extra research on, on my way here. And because the blue was very specific. Gentian that is often worked with in... A, least western herbal medicine but Mm -hmm. probably other traditions as well is yellow gentian and the root is often used as um, stimulating the stomach or digestion that sort of area and it is extremely bitter known Mm -hmm. as like the most bitter (laughs) ever and i've experienced gentian of that kind Mm -hmm. and it was my first bitter experience mm. and I was like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> but at the same time, really liked it. Uh-huh. And so the, it does definitely have that connection through, I would say, a sister plant. Mm. Because I think there's three or 400 versions of gentian on mm. the planet. So like you said, many, many lifetimes mm-hmm. to meet all of them. Right. The blue gentian I found very interesting because it made me think of flower essences and the spirit of gentian more so than because you can't di- ingest hmm. blue gentian. It's a it's a no no. And when I was looking at the flower essences that are available, and this I think can be just it can also be personal if you make your own flower essence, mm-hmm. there might be specific qualities that come through with the specific plant that someone's working with but the sort of general ethos Mm -hmm. of blue gentian is connected with lifting depression Mm -hmm. especially when it's sort of there isn't like a known cause or a root cause it's just a which could be grief also could be grief also identifiable yeah and and I swear I don't plan these things. <laughs> I'm like scrolling down looking and the word that pops out about blue gentian was joy. So that made me smile. <laughs> and I was thinking too. And it's interesting that it's such a bitter, it's a, a bitter experience mm. that precipitates joy. Oh, I love that connection. Yes, absolutely. And that they're embedded within one another, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Yeah. I think um, Blue Gentian, also I immediately saw the flower at your throat. Mm. And I wondered if perhaps the essence or vibration or spirit of Gentian might be working with that energy center or chakra mm-hmm. with expression or creativity or however you view that mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Does any of that resonate? Oh yeah. Um, it's interesting. I don't have any gentian flower essence on hand. I have many others as you can see, but um, I will definitely get some. And one of the ways I like to work with flower essences is you can, they're safe to ingest, 
um, but it's really nice to put them on specific acupuncture points. So there are some good ones in the throat area that um, kind of amplify the, the energy of the point and the flower essence. So I'll definitely play around with that. I just got really excited. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Violet and Gentian. Yes, thank you. Is there anything else you want to add before we close? Anything you can think of? You don't have to. Um, no, this has been a wonderful conversation, and I hope uh, I hope there are. Um, I'm picturing dandelion seeds. We're blowing dandelions, and I hope the seeds travel far and wide and uh, cultivate and sprout where they're meant to help people. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing of yourself today. And I, I love that image of the dandelions. For everyone who's listening, thank you so thank you. much for tuning in. And I just feel like wrapping everyone in a big heart hug. I really do. So thank you, Annie. Yay, thank you. Thank you again so much, Annie. You're such a beautiful storyteller. It was lovely to go on this journey with you today. For those of you who are out there listening, if you would like to connect more with Violet, I have a plant spirit book available with her. I don't have one with Gentian, not yet anyway, but I'm sure you can find your own ways to connect. If you would like to find out more about working with the plants and trees, I do have a collection of short reads available on Amazon.com, or you can find them at my website, MajesticWisdomPublishing.com. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so at anchor.fm or drop me a note and let me know. With love and magic, until next time. Thank you.